Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, and grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Twenty bucks, First Corinthians, double or nothing, Colossians three. Name that movie, guys. If you said Wedding Crashers, you win. So, welcome to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and that scene from Wedding Crashers is so funny because we all got the same choices. If you got married in the Catholic Church, you were probably given a little booklet where you picked your first reading, your second reading, your gospel, your petitions, your music, and boom, there's your wedding mass all planned out, right? It's pretty much the same script, yet each marriage is unique, okay? The The words of the mass are the same for a lot of us, but our marriage is a unique partnership that God has united. What God joins together, let no one put asunder. You are now joined through the sacrament of holy matrimony. I think so many times we forget after we've been married for so long, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a living, breathing sacrament that I share with my spouse. And we together are on a unique mission from God. Yet, are we really treating our marriage like that unique mission from God that it is? One third of adults with partners report that money is a big source of conflict in their relationship. Money arguments are the second leading cause of divorce. So is this hitting a little too close to home for some of you? All right, so I promised you in the title of this episode that you're going to have the secrets to a great marriage and getting rich. So here they are. The first question you need to ask yourself, and this is at the heart of a great marriage and also the heart of getting rich, is God at the center of your marriage? Is he at the center of your finances? For a few years, I hosted a women's prayer group in my home, and I always think, like, you know, there's different levels of how devout we all are, right? And I'm not here to judge. 
But I'm just saying that if a woman is taking time out of her busy schedule to come to a prayer group, she's probably a little more invested in her faith than just your run-of-the-mill Catholic that's just doing Christmas and Easter, okay? So I think we can probably all agree to that, right? Um, and yet, when the topic of praying with our husbands came up, I was astonished at how many never or rarely prayed with their spouse. This same guy that has seen all of your sides, he's seen your funny side, he's seen you losing it in the kitchen <laughs> with the kids all around, you know, and perhaps he's even actually watched a child emerge from your body and all the grossness that comes with it. And yet he sees all that, but we're still too embarrassed to just pray with him. And, you know, or you're just thinking, well, it's too hard to change our habits or we've been married for so long and it's never been part of our marriage and it just kind of feels weird and yucky and ugh. But guess what? You can do hard things and you can do uncomfortable things. And do you know what's on the other side of uncomfortable and hard? Is true communication. A clear path for what God is calling you guys to do together. And peace. And true intimacy. I have a guilty pleasure of watching these reality TV shows. And the one I watched this past year was called Seven Year Switch or something like that. And it's where people have been married for about seven years and they're having second thoughts about their spouse. So you swap spouses and you live with somebody else for a week or two or whatever. And it was so funny because the new couple, you know, the not married people that are now put together, they're having tons of fun. You know, like they're living the honeymoon phase of, of a fake marriage. You know, like they get to go on dates and they're having all this fun. And they're probably doing things that were are not appropriate for truly married people to be doing. But the funny thing was one of the couples, so they had exercises that they had to do. And the point of the whole show is to learn things with the stranger that then you can bring to your marriage and really work on your marriage. But one of the things that one of the couples drew the line in the sand was their homework was to just stare into the other person's eyes. And they were like, no, that's too much. I'm not doing that. You know, I am married in real life. I'm not going to ruin my marriage over this. And it's like, oh my gosh, that was way more intimate to them than any other assignment that they were given. And yet, why aren't we doing this with our spouses? You know, like, why aren't we looking into their eyes and praying and really going deep, really seeing them for the man or the woman that God created them to be? Um, so that's the first part of improving your marriage is like... Uh, praying together and putting God at the center. So now let's talk about getting rich, right? We all want to know how do we get rich. At the root of building wealth is the B word. You know, the budget. I know. Yuck, yuck, yuck. You've tried budgeting. You, you've, you're talking about your finances and one person sticks to it and the other doesn't or it, it feels like it's too restrictive or it's boring or it's too stressful. Like I've heard it all and I acknowledge all of it. But I have a feeling you're having problems because you're, you haven't tried it with God at the center. So I'm going to reread that opening passage. 
And I want you to hear it in a different way. I don't want you to hear it as the typical wedding passage that we hear all the time. I want you to hear it from the vantage point of you sitting down with a budget to talk to your spouse. Okay, so imagine you and your spouse sitting at the kitchen table and this is how you want to approach it, okay? Are you approaching this budget conversation or your financial conversation um, in this way? Love is patient. Are you patient? Love is kind. It is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. You know, are you are you on your own journey or are you are you truly united with your spouse? It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. So if someone has made a mistake financially, are you throwing this back in their face all the time? Is that one of the reasons they don't want to sit down with you? Is because they know you're just going to bring up old things. It does not rejoice over the wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. All right. If you are struggling with, one, praying with your spouse, and two, doing a budget, I encourage you to just sit down and say, hey, let's let's talk and let's open with this Bible passage. And I know it's out of your comfort zone, but again, on the other side of your your uncomfortable zone is freedom. It's either debt freedom, it's financial freedom, it's living your dreams, and this is the person that you have chosen to walk this path with. So this is where you're going to begin. So if you ever take one of my courses, or if you do a private budget coaching with me, your first homework assignment will always be this. Ready? Dream big. You and your spouse need to sit down, and before you ever talk budget or numbers or anything, you just need to dream big. Um, You need to sit down and figure out what you're actually working towards. You know, do you want to have a marriage that's more intimate? Do you want to be able to go away together on weekends? Do you want to leave a job? You know, there's, there's nothing worse than one of you having a job that you can't stand. So there's a path of financial freedom that you're going to have to take or some risks that you're going to have to take or some calculated risk to leave a job. Okay, so there's some some practical things behind that decision. Do you want to pay off debt? Do you want to save for retirement? Do you want to save for a family vacation or a milestone anniversary? Do you have giving goals? So this conversation leaves nothing on the table. Dream as big as you can dream. Nothing is silly or unworthy. Okay, one of my dreams is I would love to live abroad for a year. But that's there's some practical things. You know, we've got kids in school still. We've, you know, my husband runs a business. I run a business. So, but it's out there. You know, we uh, want to take the kids to Europe for an extended vacation. So that's got some planning behind it. We're doing this patio. I know you're probably so sick of me talking about this patio. But it's it's a major financial project that we've undertaken. And so we've been dreaming about this for years. And now it's it's kind of coming to the final phases of it. Um, but 
this is your why, okay? So when you dream super big, you are coming up with your why of why you're actually going to stick to a budget and why you're actually going to stay on the same page is because you have this big dream ahead of you. Right now, I'm listening to Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meeting, uh, which chronicles his time in, I guess, mostly Auschwitz, but uh, concentration camps for sure. And he wonders why some people survive and some people don't. And he quotes Friedrich Nietzsche, who wrote, he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So you have your big why and it might be daunting. Maybe you've got a lot of debt, but when you're focused on your why, the how will come about. And the how is really not for you to worry about. That That's God's business. How he, the, the plan he has for you and your marriage is the why, and and he's going to figure out the details, okay? You just got to go along with the ride and say, yes, God, I'm going to put you at the center of this, and we are going to start stewarding our money the way that, that God wants it to be stewarded. All right, so budgeting is fill in the blank. What's your first word that kind of comes to your mind? Um, for us, for my husband and I, budgeting is our the path to our dreams, if your path includes getting out of debt, you may have a longer road ahead. So how do we stay motivated to hit our goals? Okay, this is another part of growing your marriage stronger while your portfolio is growing, okay? Um, you have to have re- rewards along the way. Please, if you learn nothing from me, learn from my mistakes. When we were earlier on in our marriage, when my husband left his job and I left my job and he started his own business, um, we were beyond broke, beyond broke. And I really do think I have some money trauma issues from that time. And I've always kind of had money issues, you know, like it's part of when we go to marriage prep, right? Money finance is part of what we're going through uh, in our pre-cana classes because it's such a major part of our lives and our marriage. And everyone's bringing different experiences to the table. And one of the things I did wrong when we were starting off together in my husband's business was I was so frugal, there wasn't any room for fun. And this is, this is where I really encourage you to sit down when you plan your big conversation, your big why, your dream big. I also want you to plan your rewards. And I want you to um, plan them in different categories. Free, mid-range, and bigger goals, okay? So if you've got a ton of debt to pay off and you pay off $200 in debt, you're not going to take that Disney cruise that you've been dreaming about. It, it was 200 bucks. come on. So 200 bucks. Maybe you guys go for a walk or you go for a hike. You're going to pick something from your list that's free and you're going to do that. Adoration is a wonderful um, free activity. Start thinking back to when you were in high school and the activities that you did on dates when you had five bucks, ten bucks. You know, what did you do? You know, maybe you just took a ride and you you had a good long makeout session. That's a great reward, right? And that's going to... It's going to reward you for sticking to your budget or hitting that little financial goal in the first week or the first month, and you're going to crack up because you're going back to being young and frisky, and like you're going to find that spark again, right? So it's all tied in together. 
my husband's, um, his, what he loves to do with me is to go away on weekends. Okay. And we have this place that we love to go to. Um, but when we go there, it's a, it's about a thousand dollars between the place where we stay and the meals and, um, the activities and stuff like that. You can say it's, it's roughly a thousand dollars. And I tend to stress about that number. And I also stress about asking for help for the kids. You know, like I'm, I'm working on it. I'm not great about it. I hate asking for help. But if we're going to go away for the weekend, of course, we need somebody to watch our kids. So if you listen to last week's episode, you will know that we have gone off the budget for the past few months. It's just been a crazy time uh, in our family. And we did not stick to our budget very well. And as a result, we are way over budget for like food. And, you know, with Christmas approaching and the final bills coming in for our patio, it really is time to rein it in. And thankfully, my husband is always so good about when I say, this is the budget, we got to rein it in. He's like, okay. But he also is a little bit more lax about things than I am, and he doesn't stress as much as I stress. Again, I'm bringing my own money issues to the marriage. So he's very patient and kind with me, but I like to also know where the money is and how much there is, and I like to stick to the budget. So what I did was I said, what's going to help my husband really buy in to this budget? Okay, so I'm going to go back to his why. I'm going to go back to his love language and spending time with me. So I said to him, how about this? How about if we stick to the budget for three months and we agreed to like, what does that mean to stick to the budget? Because there's always fluctuations and things. So we have to kind of set it ahead of time. What does it mean? Define sticking to the budget. Um, we are going to go away to our happy place after the three months, okay? So that would probably put us about like February or March, okay? And then longer goals for 2023, if we stick to the budget, every quarter we would like to go away to our happy place for the weekend. So that would give us four weekends away in 2023. And that means that we can fully afford it, we can fully cash flow it, And we are going to fully enjoy our time away together because we've worked for it. We've been diligent with the budget. And um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So um, I also want to tell you, one of the best dates we've had in a long time was a bike ride together. So if you're looking for fun and free things to kind of keep you guys motivated, you know, this wasn't in the title of the podcast, but you can have a great marriage be rich and get in shape too. Because one of the things you can do is like use hiking, use biking, use running, use these different things that are free as your little rewards and you're getting in shape together. You know, like maybe you learn to cook together and you just watch something on YouTube and you um, go get the ingredients and you buy it. Like there's so many fun, free things you can do. Again, go back to when you're in high school. Think about what you were doing that was super, super cheap. All right. Um, set the goal. Coffee is cheap. A fancy dinner is bigger. Set the reward. Set God in the middle. And before long, you're going to have an awesome marriage and a hefty financial portfolio. Now, here's what you can do to help Gina if you want to. Could you please go into 
iTunes uh, and leave a review for this podcast. And I know sometimes when people ask to leave a review, I'm like, okay, what am I going to say? So I'm going to tell you what to say. Go in there and leave me your idea for a free or cheap date. And then other people can go in there and get your ideas as well. And we are going to just, you guys, we can take back marriage. We can take back marriage and we can take back our financial freedom. Uh, We're going to put God at the center and imagine what we can all do if we had a marriage built on a solid financial foundation and a solid foundation of faith. Oh my goodness. Okay. Also, in the bottom of this podcast, in the show notes, I'm going to put on there a video from... Dave Ramsey does these debt-free screams. So he'll have people that listen to his radio show, they set a goal for paying off debt, and then they can go down to Nashville and they can get on his show and they do their, they tell their story and they give their debt-free scream if you've never heard of them. This is another great way to stay motivated is to watch these videos. So I've attached one at the bottom that I thought was really good because it talks about a marriage on the brink. This couple was actually separated already. They had already reached out to lawyers And they were like, no, one more chance. Let's give it one more chance. And I'll let you watch the video to see how they did. But it's really good. I pray for all of your marriages. I pray for you to have the courage to put God at the center of your marriage. And especially for you to have the courage to hear what he's calling uh, you to do in not just your own life, but in your marriage. Have a great day. And I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care.